Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Hey, great to be back on CNN. We have Texas Senator author of Unwoke, Ted Cruz. Okay. And former psychology professor Jordan Peterson and opinion columnist for the New York Times, Cameron Paul. Okay, so here we go. This first one is for you. Do Republicans have a good answer to address the border crisis other than busing migrants to liberal cities? Ooh, a little dig there, Ted. A little. It's It's actually very simple, which is secure the border, and when you apprehend someone, send them home. When, When Joe Biden started, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And he came in and he immediately reimposed catch and release, and it produced the worst rate of illegal immigration in our nation's history. I I spent a lot of time at the border. I go out on midnight patrol with Border Patrol agents. Really? Many times. You you should come. I'll I'll actually bring you if you're interested in... (laughs) If you want to see... No, no. I I will tell you this, actually, Bill. If you saw what was happening, you Uh, would be horrified because the people being abused by the traffickers... You don't understand it till you see it firsthand, and it is, it is immoral what's happening at our southern border. I take your word. Okay. I don't have to go. Um. <laughs> but, but it is easy to okay, fix but... because what actually worked is we had an agreement with Mexico that was called the Remain in Mexico Agreement, which says that if someone crossed into Mexico illegally from typically Central or South America, they would remain in Mexico while their uh, asylum case was proceeding in the U.S., And the numbers plummeted. We had the lowest rate, as I said, in 45 years. And then Biden came in and ripped that international agreement to shreds. And that's what produced now 8.4 million illegal aliens since Biden's been president. Boy, I walked right into that one. I know, I know you know this. This is part of your... But, uh, all right, let me ask it a different way. Do you think if the, we attacked it from the reverse angle, in other words, if we punish the employers... Absolutely. It would, and you think we should? Oh, look, I'm all for E-Verify. I would absolutely punish the employers, and I've introduced legislation to do that multiple times. And what happened? Your party must not like that, because we know cheap labor is good. Uh, so, look, there are a lot of Republicans who don't like that. There are fewer, but, but I do think that the Republican Party is changing. I think we're becoming much more of a blue-collar co- blue party, which I think is a very good thing. Okay. Uh, this is for... <laughs> they, they are switching, aren't they? Yes, it's interesting. The, the, the parties are kind of switching, like, who the elitists are. It used to be the country club Republicans, and now it's the, the Chardonnay sipping Democrat. Yeah. It, it, it's a, I know you've written about it. It's, inter- it's an interesting do-si-do the parties do. It's almost happened completely in Canada now. The conservatives are basically the working-class party in Canada. Right. Yeah. Look, the, the heart of the Republican Party are truck drivers and steel workers and cops and firefighters, and I think that is a fantastic shift. I think we should be the party of jobs. We should be the party of, okay. of people who want to work hard. Okay, okay. Good <laughs> <laughs> um, For Jordan, are men more susceptible to loneliness than women? No. No. Well, okay. uh, well, we know this. So, so 
At puberty, women become more sensitive to negative emotion than men, and then that's permanent, on average, through the entire life course. And it looks like it's associated with hormonal changes. And so, cross-culturally, women experience higher levels of depression and anxiety and shame and guilt, all the negative emotions that clump together. And so loneliness is a pain-related emotion, and women are more susceptible to that. What, what do you... Now, we, everybody recognizes that women, girls, mature faster than boys. I mean, this is why they're going out with the upper class. But they, they, and at any age, they usually don't want somebody exactly their age, they, mm -hmm. even though this country is, like, crazy for age-appropriate. God forbid we go out of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what do you think... If you had to name a number... Pick uh, of like how far ahead the women are years wise. Well, we what, know what, women what, what, prefer men four years older cross culturally. Four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But and it's not necessarily only a matter of maturation. It's also the case that women are more attracted by 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 yeah. socioeconomic status and productivity than men are in I relationship. Mean, how to women. many years head start does a man need to match his maturity level to a woman's level? I think forty. <laughs> Well, there's wide, wide individual differences in that, too. Uh, I'm learning a lot about I'm, women I'm, here. Am I wrong about that? Is, <laughs> I, well, I, I'm... Okay. Yeah. I would say I have a, a different view of women from Jordan. But what do you mean, different? Well, I, I mean, the depression, anxiety... Um, what else do we have that's negative loneliness? Em everything negative. negative no, that no, 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 <laughs> no, not everything negative. Just okay. because men are much more likely to be aggressive and to end up in prison and to be alcoholic. And they're overrepresented in, in learning disabilities. Like, there, there are sex differences in psychopathology, and they're not all tilted negatively towards women. Definitely not. So, but negative emotion, it's absolutely clear that that's the case. And it's... The biggest differences are in the countries that have the most gender-equal economies and socioeconomic structures. So the differences between men and women in terms of sensitivity to negative emotion maximize in Scandinavia. Wow. So Scandinavians are also much happier than we are, though. Yeah, well, but comparatively, their women are less happy, so... I mean... <laughs> and I've seen those surveys, too. I, I find it a very difficult thing to quantify happiness. or It's, it's kind of like that pain chart in the hospital, one to ten, like somebody's three is somebody else's eight. You know what I mean? I, I, how happy are they really in Scandinavia? I, I don't know. Well, I, it's, it, it's I know this is the greatest country in the world, right, Ted? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. How well, I'm not going to get that one wrong. I, <laughs> how will Joe Manchin's decision... Ah, this happened today. Joe Manchin, West Virginia senator, decision not to seek re-election impact the balance of power in the Senate. I saw a lot of gleeful Democrats. We got rid of Joe Manchin. Good luck trying to elect another Democrat in West Virginia. John Fetterman will win Dancing with the Stars before... Yeah, I mean, he succeeded Robert Byrd. But I guess he's making noise about a third-party run? I think that he is one of the several Democrats now who have decided that something has to be done, you know, to offer an alternative to Biden. I mean, unfortunately, Jill Stein has also jumped into the race, and that worked out really well last time. Um, 
So, but I think that the, the balance of power in the Senate is the bigger threat. What do honestly, you think about then? Joe Manchin? You must have worked with well, him. Look, for I like years. Joe personally. He's a very affable guy. But he's, um, he's so much more conservative than most Demo Democrats. So he, his not running for... means Republicans will win that seat. And, and, and in fact, I would be willing to bet the Democrats. No, but could you vote for a guy like Joe Manchin? No. Never? Really? He's not conservative because, enough for you? Because I serve with him, and actually he votes on 90% of the times for things that are terrible. So, for example, I watched the panel discussion you had. <laughs> you were talking about Iran and Hamas, and, and, and I said at the end of our interview that I thought Biden had direct responsibility for this attack. And, and, and you said why. Let me give you one reason why. Joe Biden is responsible for $100 billion going to the Ayatollah. He made a decision to do that. And okay. Iran funds Hamas. The Wall Street I, Journal reported I, in September yes, yes. they brought Hamas mm -hmm. terrorists to Iran and trained them in Iran to carry out the attack. Right. And I start from a really simple principle. Don't give money to terrorists who want to kill us. And, okay. and that, unfortunately, <laughs> the Democrat Party's on the other side of that. It's... You went to Harvard, as you point out often. <laughs> You know, you know listen, if you listen, know Cornell if, man, you're not exactly a man of the people. Right. I, I, I try not to mention it, though. Uh, but you know it's more complicated than that. No, you I actually don't think it is. Okay. When, when the Ayatollah chants death to America and death yes. to Israel, I believe right. him. But what the complicated part is what I was saying. The people of Iran is different than the regime. But he didn't give if the money to the people. He gave the I, money to the Ayatollah. The person I, he's giving it to is the one who has pledged he wants to murder as many Jews and as many Americans as possible. And giving him, Obama gave him $100 billion, Biden gave him $100 billion, and that was catastrophically foolish. All right, I'm against that. All right, you, you created an... We've got agreement. Uh, no, I mean, I'm against killing Americans. Um, <laughs> for, and I don't care who knows it. All right. In less than one minute, as we're on CNN, Jordan, you created an app that teaches people how to write. Is that an effective way to teach them to be critical thinkers? Yes. Yes. Because the most, the most profound way of learning to think is to learn to write and edit yes. in particular. Because that's how you get rid of the stupid ideas. I agree. There's, there's three areas. There's thinking, and then there's talking, mm -hmm. and then there's writing. And each one makes you better. Mm -hmm. Writing, you really do edit. Yeah. Um, talking is a, is better than just what what's just going on in your yeah. mind. That's where people get. Other from. people edit when you're talking, edit you. Yes. Yeah. And you don't. Obviously, lots of people say lots of stupid things, but at least you have some mechanism. But what goes on in your mind? I mean, this is the problem with people say, you know, God talked to me. Mm -hmm. He didn't. You talked to him. He didn't answer. Those are called thoughts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, thank you, CNN. Great to be back. Thank you, panel. We'll see you next week. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.